Hey, welcome to Real Talk, episode 180. I'm Todd. And Todd. And behind the cameras, the man, the myth, fun turn, Clint. You may be asking yourself two questions. Question one, where's AJ? I'll get to that in a minute. Question two is, what is Real Talk? Real, well, look here. AJ is actually walking in as we speak. It's very, no, we're literally filming. Hello. And he has arrived. We're not cutting this. So, uh, what is Real Talk? Real Talk's an opportunity to talk about life, God, and everything in between. Somewhere in the description of this video, you will see a link. That link is www.theremnant.life slash real-talk. The real in that is R-E-A-L. If you click that link, it'll take you to a web page. Go all the way down to the bottom. It has a little box that says submit a question. Click the box. Type in your question, comment, insert your link, anything else, and guess what? It goes into our database completely anonymously, couldn't find you if we tried. And what exactly is that for? What would you possibly use that for? Well, I'll tell you. Listen, sometimes in life you have a question about God. You might have a question about life that you feel too embarrassed to ask your uh, pastor or friend, or maybe you don't even have anyone to ask about that. Well, guess what? This is a place you can do that. We don't promise to have all the answers or to be perfect in our answers, but we do promise to take your questions seriously, and I think uh, for the most part, I'm pretty confident in our answers. Oh, yeah. Um, and if nothing else, it'll drive you to the Bible. You deserve um, that. You know what I mean? So Christianity is something that you should take seriously. The decision, whether you are or are not a believer, if you're not a believer, the way, if the Bible is true, and it is, but for you, speaking for you, if the Bible is true, trust me, it makes a very serious claim, which is you need a Savior. And uh, if you get that wrong, it has very real and very eternal consequences. So that's the gist of it. Pretty the sure. second thing I was going to ask you or talk about, excuse me, was uh, where's AJ? <clears throat> to be honest with you, I don't really know. We, uh, <laughs> we went to get a drink. Though, AJ, we noticed that you had a drink sitting over there. Yeah. <clears throat> so uh, mm -hmm. we couldn't wait around because I actually have a meeting exactly one hour from now. Yep. Oh, boy. So... Uh, we were just going to do it without you, man. And uh, if you came back in at some point, which you did, we would continue I was on. just going to hop right in. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Nice. Running Actually, Clint, do you want your drink? Oh, no, I'm good. I have no oh, don't try, to don't try to blame this guy. Don't try to, put, don't try to throw a fun turn on the no, bus. No, That's exactly I, what you did. You tried to make it seem like it was partially fun turn's fault, and we won't accept it on this show. All right. And I'm too nice, and I. This guy's got a ghost over there, by the way. Anyway, it's true. I got. So you both had drinks, but still went to get some. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I got the yeah. new, uh, the new. Uh, we can say it by name, can we? What I don't. Know I what probably you're wouldn't. About. I know what he's talking about. You talking about Peachberry? Yep. Yeah. Yep. I got it. Now, to try. I want you to understand why we decided to start, and this is important, AJ, because perhaps you don't even know. I sent you two texts. Okay. Okay. Didn't get a response. Waited, waited, waited. Dang it. Okay? You were gone, and I want to make this very clear. About 40 minutes, based on the text you told me, you were gone 40 minutes oh, yeah. to get some drinks. Oh, gosh dang it. I just, yep. So, <laughs> how in the world did it take you 40 minutes? I, I gave, you I gave a everybody a... You didn't you? I, I did get a roller. I, a roller. Knew, it. I, I knew it. I knew this guy I got get, I did get a roller. Why? I mean, the man's hungry. I knew it. I, I thought knew. he went I to was McDonald's. Hungry. No, I didn't go to McDonald's. I just got a roller. But I did. Uh, one? I got three. Uh, why'd you? <laughs> I, I know you one. like the back <laughs> of my hand. Hey, man, it was buy, buy three for like three somethings. I was like, it's like a buck each. It then you had good. to eat them in the car, didn't you? I ate them in the car. 
Yep. You made us wait. So, now, I was also... Nah, never mind. That's just an excuse. You want to give an excuse? Uh, I was going to say, I was trying to give, like, uh, some of the other dudes a chance to see if they wanted anything, mm-hmm. but I was like, nah. I probably waited too long. Like, I let the window be too long, so... Listen. You were gone 40 minutes. Yeah, right. exactly. Um, and, to be fair, before you... Everyone thinks I'm mean. I did text you twice. You did. I, uh-huh. And now, I had, just saw them. Because... Now, listen to me, and this is, this is what everyone needs to understand, and then this is the mystery of who you are as a human being. It's true. I already Now, I will give you credit for this, okay? I will, I will give him credit at the end. There's only one other human being, two other, well, one guy's tied with you, and one other human being that may be on his phone more than you. I know who so this is. So I want you to understand something. You are on your phone. I don't even know how much of the day. Now, to be fair, it's better than it used to be. Which is good. Yes, it is. Because it used to be way worse. You oh, probably yeah. used to be way, number one. Oh, right definitely. now, number one is 1,000% Production Guy Blake. Production Guy If Blake's Production Guy Blake is not working, he's on his phone. Oh. Literally, it doesn't matter if we're talking. It doesn't matter if there's a fire, <laughs> if there's a bomb. <laughs> production Guy Blake will not move his face up. And here's the thing. He'll still feel, want to feel like he's a part of the conversation. Mm. Fun Turn Clint is tied right with you. Uh-huh. Okay? And I'm fun trying t- to go back. Now... <laughs> Trying, with, trying Listen, to go back. I, I'm not one of those guys, Cutting believe it or not, that just judges everyone for being on the phone. Okay? Mm-hmm. Hey, you want to be on the phone all the time? Be on the phone all the time. But I will say this to you, and this is what makes this all suspicious. Given the fact yeah. that you are on your phone all the time, mm-hmm. it is a mystery to me how every time I text you <laughs> in really regards to real life... <laughs> I can't get a hold of you. The reason why this is embarrassing to say, but you're going to find it funny probably, is because I was probably eating my rollers, so I didn't have my phone. <laughs> and then you were driving immediately. Exactly. You were eating and driving, were you? No, I was not eating and driving. Oh, so you took time to just relax, yeah, have a nice roller exactly. lunch? <laughs> yes, because I, was, I texted in the group. I was like, hey, does anybody need anything from the gas station? Oh. Got my stuff, and I was like, I'll I'm, give them I'm a starting to piece this together. So you went to the gas station. Yes. You go station, inside. Yeah. You get your rollers and your drinks. That's right. You come back, sit down, decide to eat lunch, and, are cons- and you would have went back in for yes, the guys? Yes, for the uh-huh. guys. I would have went back yeah. in. All of that is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> every, every single part of that story is crazy. Oh, my gosh. Um, anyway, it's good to have you back. <laughs> it's good if to If this be is here. your first episode watching this show, you're probably already gone. I mean, I'm talking to no one new. But if not, oh my I mean, this God. is who we are. Oh, yeah, it's hilarious. So, uh, <laughs> and you know what's funny? I, I, there are people out there, right? Let's say there's people listening to this show that do not live in our state, right, that don't know us personally, and they probably think, in this new age of social media, that we are playing a part. Oh, but no. here's the thing. The, the events that occurred, that's completely normal. <laughs> These type of things happen. It's true. All the time. Listen, man, when you're inside your own life, you don't, run, you don't realize how insane it is. Oh. <laughs> I can just envision you. You listen to music, weren't you? I was. <laughs> I was. <laughs> I, this this dude is sitting in his car, I'm just so, chomping I'm, a couple I'm, rollers. I'm so predictable. It's unbelievable. Uh, I knew it. I'm so. Predictable. I asked Clint. I said, to "I gotta him, start doing crazy." I said, "He's stuff. getting food, isn't he?" And he I goes, "And hey, it could be." And in my mind, I go, "Yeah, he's, he's getting." Food. I did, man. Yep. I was like, you know what? You know, I was like, I'm a little hungry. I'll get some rollers and give so, the guys a chance so, to. The thing about it is, I guess you know what? I wasn't clear enough. 
when I said I'm stopping to get mine. You must have thought that meant in the future. I was at the place getting my drink. That, yep. And the only reason yep. I now I think about it, I can't look like a jerk because I can be like, I can get you guys some drinks. I don't know why I didn't even think of that. Because <laughs> typically I'm pretty good at that too. And I, it didn't even cross my mind. Because he had asked me if I wanted a drink. So in my mind, you're yeah. already going. You know what I was like? Which I was. I was about to go on the way. I think I think what where where my mind went wrong is is you're like you know man you got plenty of time to grab a drink I was like I got plenty of time you know we have a staff meeting at five forty five regardless <sighs> oh yeah that's dude, classic the, the AJ, best bro. the best part about this is, is I've I've got drinks so many times now and I've gotten it down to a science so it takes if I'm going to two different locations to get the drinks. <laughs> Then it takes me forty minutes, and that's only because it's added time. And I can't even, even then, I still it's less. That. Even I mean, then you are it's driving less. through town. Okay. Yep, drove through town. But we already got to the truth. Oh, oh, yeah. the oh truth and is, I could get you too, pal. Is. I could figure out why it takes forty four minutes for you too. You're not driving <laughs> straight there, going straight to get the drink, oh, no, coming straight out. I am hundred percent spy time. <laughs> spy time. I will be. <laughs> I am spying on this dude. In the, in the next month somehow, he's about to, uh, and he's I'm gonna take so this. Paranoid. I'm gonna it's take gonna this. Listen to me. I'm gonna take this. Mm-hmm. And you're gonna put it in the show. Cause I'm whispering, <laughs> and going, I'm behind Clay right now with oh my, my phone. hundred percent. Right? I just go there and back. And and now, do I talk to the our gas station clerk every week? Yes, I do. So that also thing. Anyway, welcome to Real Talk, episode 180. 180, baby. I'm Todd. This is AJ. Yo, we're back. We're back. Bro, that's that's so funny. I won't lie. I I, I was so unexpected when I walked in here. And you got your face. That's why I said, and I look. I guarantee I look like a jerk in it because I can tell I wasn't being a jerk. I was just letting you know for, for real. Hey, we're actually really on. The I camera. know. I looked over. <laughs> yeah, oh, <laughs> you walked by right in front of it with your with your with bag. Drinks and everything. Took your time trying to be quiet as it's rustling. <laughs> hey, I think I did a pretty good job of going though. Oh yeah, yeah. Instead of just letting it distract me. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Because for me, as you know, being a school... Uh, honestly, I thought you were, like, testing or something. Oh, no, it's 100% real. So oh, yeah. I even did the color card and focus card. Heck, yeah. Didn't yeah. forget. Nice. All right, anyway, that's real talk. <laughs> <sighs> you know something that's unrelated to this since we're already off, yeah. on our, off the rails right now? Oh, yeah. Have you guys seen, saw, whatever, the inordinate amount of real talks that have popped up since we began? All of a yeah. sudden, you type in Real Talk. So many. We should have trademarked. I don't even know if you could trademark Real Talk. I think you could trademark anything, man. But, uh, well, so other people use them anyway. A ton of Real Talks. Mm. Listen, what's that, what's that phrase? Um, often imitated, never duplicated. Oh, yeah, Boom. You, you can't talk. duplicate this. Don't, don't eat. You like, cannot <laughs> duplicate this disaster. No. You can't, you can't duplicate this, this recipe in the crock pot. You can't do that. <laughs> Now you can throw whatever you want in there, but you don't. You can let it simmer as long as you like. Sauce is incompetence <laughs> <laughs> on all of our parts. Anyway, just kidding. That's AJ, it does say here on part C, you're supposed to hype the fundraiser. Yes. So, listen, y'all. I need y'all to start donating to AJ's three months of madness. Hey, I'll give you guys some credit. We've raised 153 dollars so far. So, a little clap for you guys. A little golf what's clap. The first thing that like what, what's the amount you got to get? Five hundred. So you guys are yeah. slowly making your way to our first goal. You gotta remember to explain what this is. Yes. So this is a fundraiser that's gonna go directly right. back into our media ministry for our podcast here that you're watching Real Talk listening. We're looking to upgrade our equipment. So what I'm doing is is when you guys donate money, once we hit these different uh, tiers of goals, I'm gonna be doing different stuff with my hair. With the first one at five hundred dollars being blonde tips. 
And after that, it just gets even crazier from there. So start donating. We need y'all. There you go. Boom. All right. Uh, hey, man. Anything going on in your life? <laughs> Had some rollers earlier. I'm kidding. How'd you have? Uh, there was a, a steak one and then two of their, uh, oh, what are those things called? It was like their breakfast ones. Oh, those are, yeah, the ones that taste like griddles. Yes, yeah. yes. It's got like a, uh, is it cinnamon? No. It's not Syrup. Syrup? Yeah, maple. There it is, maple. Couldn't think of what it was. Yeah, maple. It's very maple flavored. I liked it. So, um, let's see. Anything else going on in my life? Hmm. I would say that. I've been kind of trying to figure out how to manage emotions again. Um, yeah. Sorry. Sorry. It was a curveball. I didn't expect you to say that. Yeah. So, um, been kind of in like a weird in-between lately. Uh, no like super up highs, no super down lows. And for me, who's a very emotional person, that's very hard for me because it's very hard to actually like gauge where I'm at with when I don't have those emotions. Now, the upside is that I'm not just, you know, down in the dumps, super sad, though. That's, that's the good part about it. Um, but the sucky part of it is that um, the, those, those really nice highs I get, I haven't really been getting. And so it's just kind of been like an in-between. And I, I don't know if I'd call it apathetic. I don't know if I'd call it apathy. Maybe to an extent. But so that, that's been one of the latest things. Um, you're ap- oh, you're apathetic? It's hard telling. It's hard telling if I'm apathetic or or maybe it's sometimes apathy, but it's just kind of more of a calm. But I do know that um, I had a really good talk with you about it, and it was cool because you kind of, like, you talked about how maybe this is the first time in my life where I've actually just gotten the, I have the opportunity to actually just choose things instead of just wait, like having to work off the emotion or work off the anxiety or whatever it is. So, like, super exciting in a way, even though it's, like, weird to say that, but it is. So. All right, man. Yeah. So I would say that that's that's the so latest. How do you do? What are you doing to like? I guess how are you approaching that? <clears throat> I'm trying to approach every situation, like especially with how I'm feeling. Trying to approach it with a kind of like a moment by moment. You know, like hey, like, like let's go from this and let's be present. Let's be present in this time. And when I'm more present, I think that's when I can choose joy better than trying to like figure out like. When I'm in my head, I'm just, there's nowhere. There's, like, I'm nowhere to be found. Like, I can't choose joy when I'm not in the moment. So trying to choose joy and actually realize it's an actual choice to choose it. Um, and I think, I, you know, I don't know. It's, since I'm inside my own life, it's kind of hard to tell if, if, if I've been successful. But, like, um, that's, that's something I've been trying to do is just trying to be present. And then being present, naturally going to be choosing joy better. And making that choice to choose it, you know? Mm-hmm. So that, that's kind of what I've been trying to so do. So how do you choose it? Um, look for the good. Look for the best in the situations that you're in. You know, actually love people. You know, focus. I've been trying to focus more on others than just trying to focus my own crap. Um, <clears throat> because I know once I get focused on my own stuff, I kind of become, uh, oh, I kind of become narrow. You know, my, my eyesight becomes narrow. I don't see people as much. Um, I'm way more likely to kind of sit silent and think about and trying to think about my own stuff than actually love people and see them. Um, so, yeah. So, uh, does, that, does that answer? Yeah, I think so. Okay. But, yeah, that's, that's kind of where I'm at. So It's awesome. It's awesome, man. I mean, yeah. 
challenging, apparently. But. Definitely, yes. Def- challenging is a good word for it um, because it's new. You know, and for me, when, it, when things are new, it's, it's intimidating. <laughs> so it's kind of hard, but yeah, man. So what about you, dude? How are you Before doing? Before you do that. Yeah. I'm going to ask you something. What is it? The old questions to help people. Okay. Know you a little more. What's one ru- difficult thing about this week? Maybe that's what it is. And then what's one good thing? Mm. So since last we spoke on the show, one difficult thing definitely would be this. Like the the difficult thing is kind of being in this weird in between with my emotions. Um, and one good thing this week has been. Uh, I just feel like I've been more present with like fun time. Like, I feel like I've actually been able to have, like, a lot more fun lately. Heck yeah. 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 So, that'd be it. Good. Fun term, what about you? Good thing, difficult thing? Or Uh, difficult thing, end with the good? (laughs) The difficult thing would probably be is, uh, ironically, in my life, I've been, I wouldn't say super motivated, but compared to how I usually am, super motivated. Um, Not what super motivated looks like necessarily with the world, uh, but I've been a ton more motivated and just what not even I think a lot of times I was trying to seek affirmation for everything I was doing or getting that pat on the back and now I've just kind of stayed in the background and and started to try and move on things and get things done and try to get everything done and try to manage the things that I've been given uh responsibility and and take the weight of it and be actually present and get this crap done and it sucks it sucks at times but I think that the difficult part is my motivation is finally starting to wear a little bit, and I'm getting to that place where it's now it's we're we're back. And this happened a few weeks ago, but it's now we're back to the point of it is a choice. You're not always going to feel your motivation. You're not always going to feel that. So I'm back to the point where I have to choose to have motivation, and I have to choose to get the job done, and I have to choose to go to the gym, and I have to choose to work hard there. I have to choose to do all this stuff, and right now that just sucks because I, I I think I've I finally got to this point where I'm tired, and there's a part of me that wants to quit, and there's that evil. <laughs> that evil side of me, that traitor inside of me that wants to quit. The traitor is just the, the side of you that is sinful and kind of like that devil Weak. on your shoulder. Yeah. Yeah. And I've definitely been feeling that Not the him. last few days. Traitor. And uh, traitor's been really loud. So I think I've had to deal with that a lot lately. And that's probably the most difficult thing, just motivation in general in life and having to choose to grind and choose to keep everything together and then choose to even like – I think recently I've chose a lot to, a lot of time to sleep when I need to balance that out and not choose to sleep and choose to just do things mm-hmm. during that time to balance out not only having fun and stuff so I don't try to eat other time with that and I just have to be more mindful of that. Yep. What's uh, the good? The good is things are starting to ironically look up in my life. Um, they're probably because I've been working out for a lot. I, I feel better. Um, still have some days I don't, but. I feel 95% of the time I, I feel just better overall. Um, I'm not as sad as I have been recently. Um, I was sad for a long, long time. And I think I had to admit it to myself that I was slightly depressed, and now we're able to move through that. So I've, I've been coming out of that and having more fun and trying to be more present all the time, and I've just had a lot of good things happen lately. I, I've changed things in my life that have help me out overall um just it's i've been having i guess i guess the thing is i've had more joy had more joy and been able to focus more on what needs to be done and actually got to see lots of change 
and uh, still been able to focus on certain goals to get them done. Um, so yeah. I, I guess that'd be the good. It's awesome, man. Good job. Keep grinding. Heck yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, what about far- you, TB? Um, well, what's been going on? Well, I have lost 11 pounds in four, four and a half weeks. Mm-hmm. So I uh, mentioned that a while back and finally started happening. So it turns out that, you know, just tracking your calories as I did the last time I was in shape, like really, truly doing it makes a difference. And because I work out a ton. Oh, yeah. And so it's just getting that in order. And so it's been awesome kind of still what had happened is when I hurt my Achilles, which a lot of people may not know. I don't know if I ever mentioned on the show, but beginning of summer, doing some training and hurt my Achilles. I'm fairly certain, man, I didn't go to the doctor for it, but it's probably at least like it's partially or kind of a grade one tear or something like that or a grade three sprain. I don't know how they do it, but it was pretty right. bad. And I uh, couldn't really run. And I, so I put on 12, I put on 12 pounds for my average. So I'm just now a pound below what I, where I started. So that's kind yeah. of. But I haven't been thinking that way. More just pretty pumped that that uh, over the summer I put that weight on, being unable to run. But it's been cool to to do that. It makes you feel good about yourself. Um, difficult thing. A lot of challenges coming back. I mentioned a couple weeks ago being back after a little little break. Um, so yeah, you know we all have that weak part of us sometimes that wants us to be lazy or weak or <clears throat> you know oh, yeah. give into resistance. And um, just, you know, I'm, I'm no different. And a lot of problem solving we have to do with the church that supports this show. A lot of stuff going on. A lot of good stuff, but a lot of challenging stuff, too, as we try to, you know, continue the mission. So that's that. Uh, other than that, yeah, man, just doing a lot of studying in the Bible lately. A lot of different topics <clears throat> that I haven't uh, kind of studying some for some sermons probably in the future. Yeah. Some from my own faith um, as I've wrestled with some things and then some just um, that have just popped up from people that I, you know, Christians that I want to understand more because something kind of would, would, I wouldn't say a red flag, but would cue in my mind of like, okay, where does it, where does it actually say this stuff versus what we just kind of accept? Interesting. Yeah. Um, one other bit of update is I kind of told everyone part of the reason that I went on the break was I was all grumpy and stuff. So talking to you guys who I'm around a lot and, yeah. and some other people that I'm around a lot and then finding out without even knowing that, that I, am, I have been different, right? So that's, that's good and bad. It's good in the sense that, okay, cool, because I feel the same, right? But then I'm being less... Um, Man, I think one of you used the word yesterday. Man, you might have used the word yesterday. Um, Prickly's one's come to my mind, but that's not what I'm thinking. Sort of like make people walk on eggshells, but there's a yes, word. I can't I, think of the I, word either. I said you feel more light. Yeah, yeah, but I meant the negative end, sense of that. But yes, so that's been cool. Bad part is realizing that for about a year, you know, that was probably in a pretty, you know, grumpy place and making people feel like they have to walk on eggshells. And that's not fun mm. to have to recognize that, but... <clears throat> positive in the sense that, hey, making some changes. Yeah, dude. Uh, Which you yeah. handle that stuff really well. I, that's one thing I admire about you. What do you mean? Like, when you recognize those things, you do a good job of, like, actually changing them. I try to, man. I try to, because I'm a big believer in that you, you know, you can improve yourself. You can get better. You know, we can change. We just have to do something. Hmm. Um, and like you said, 
part of that is, is being intentional. And that's why I push a lot on the show when we're talking to AJ, just for those listening, or any of us, when I say things, well, how are you going to do that? That's not me being a punk. It's, so, it's more trying to get, I have to do it to myself, get my mind out of the, I'm going to change to this is how. Yeah, because you know I mean? this is how it's a lot more like likely to change. Well, yeah, and sometimes we have to face the reality that we don't know how, and so we That's may good. need help. You know, good. which I certainly did, and I think other people do too, times. But anyway, oh yeah, <clears throat> this leads me. Well, anything else on you guys' personal lives? I don't think so. Before man. we get to the questions, we ask some good questions. And I, <clears throat> Funturn sent me a video today. He didn't think I watched it. This TikTok, terrifying video. Oh yeah, absolutely so, terrifying. What's, what he doesn't understand is this has come up a lot as of late. Did he send this to you? Did yes, you send I it did. to me? You probably didn't I watch did. it. I, probably, I don't think I got to, to well, it. Well, good and bad. So he didn't know this, but I've been pondering this and studying it for other reasons. So he sent me this video, and it is probably the most realistic video that I've ever personally seen. Oh, yeah. Because you'll see, and, and it involved, supposedly, or... or the casting out of a demon, or oh, demon, wow. in this case, six demons, mm-hmm. from a little girl, 11-year-old. And Holy. Uh, I looked this guy up, Nigerian-born, but now, <clears throat> the video itself is pretty, pretty wild, because um, it's all on there. Um, you know, the girl's talking in kind of a deep, gravelly voice at times, and, and stuff, so... What you didn't know, and I'm about to tell you this is true, is I'd already been studying this. No joke. Maybe you didn't know that. You didn't know that, right? I, I knew that I've seen you studying some of it. Like at least recently? You, yeah, 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 recently, but I because didn't know you were in-depth yet. I had a friend. Um, I have a friend who, who feels, I don't know, the topic came up in a small men's group about praying over someone's house. Right? Yeah. Because of some, of, you know, some feeling negative or feeling kind of nervous or anxious. Um, maybe demonic activity kind of thing, you know? And it led to another guy sharing a story about his old church, him and his pastor going and doing that. And then I told you guys about the guy who called me, who's a pagan. And this, you guys were witnesses of this oh, yeah. a couple years ago. Yep. In the middle, late at night, and asked me to pray for him over the phone because he was seeing and hearing things, demonic things, in his opinion. And he, he was scared and he didn't know what else to do. And, and it, led to, it led to an interesting conversation because I said, well, why aren't you praying to your gods? Why are you asking me? But that's another story. So I wanted to think, I started thinking about what the Bible says about these kind of topics, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, interesting that you sent me this. Um, so I've been, you know, I guess we can talk about that in general, okay? Um, stuff we've talked about previously. Mm-hmm. Let me make something abundantly clear. Demons are real, okay? The yes. Bible's very clear about that. Yep. Demonic activity, uh, the Bible's filled with, uh, there are people that have been possessed, something to let you know. If you are a Christian, a born-again Christian, who've put their faith in Jesus Christ, you cannot be possessed. The Bible says that very clearly. First John talks about it. Um, you can kind of imply it even for some of the things Jesus said, because we're, for, let, me, let me put it in words you can understand. Our body's a house. That house is already inhabited mm-hmm. by the Holy Spirit. So mm-hmm. nothing else can, can go in there, right? It's good. So can a non-believer be possessed? Well, I mean, clearly they can, based on Scripture. Mm-hmm. So, but the question remains, does the Bible give us implicit, and certainly the early disciples, apostles, were casting, did cast demons out of people, right? 
using oh, that absolutely. word. Oh, absolutely. Um, Apostle Paul, we get a lot of these things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the other disciples, Jesus sent them out to do so. The question is, though, does the Bible give us instructions today on if whether we should do that, look to do that, seek to do that, mm. are to do that, and how to do that? Ooh. Interesting. I actually don't fully know, honestly. Well, from, from what I'm getting, right, and I knew this, like, it, doesn't, it doesn't say, it does not give us instructions to do this. Now, it does give us instructions about spiritual warfare that there is. Famous section, Ephesians 6, put on the full armor of God, and at the end it says for our, you know, our battle's not, we have all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Against, in, in the Bible, it says our battle's not against flesh and blood, but against powers, principalities. Go on and on and on. I don't want to talk too much about this, but it's a very interesting topic. Um, because essentially what it's talking about in that sec- section is how we, how one is protected from these things, right? And when you look at that, it has to do with faith, right, in Jesus, which makes it possible, you know, following his word, truth, because sin, right, you know, staying away from sin, all these other things. Um, so where I've kind of come on that, and I don't know what to do with some of this stuff, man, because then, then it led to studies on... I don't even know if we should talk about this topic. It'll probably take a lot more than this episode. But I think it's interesting that there's sort of an... I think there's kind of two different camps. Camp one is we, we pretend that none of that exists. Mm-hmm. And camp two is an obsession with it in Christianity. Yep. And I think both are, are incorrect and unhealthy. Absolutely. So where, where, I, where I land is, is that the only way, you know, whether or not that happens, it doesn't come from any sort of ritual it doesn't come from anything like that. It comes from faith in Jesus Christ. Someone accepting Jesus Christ is the only true way to be protected from that. Yep. I'm telling someone the gospel. So it's just interesting, man. Yeah. Um, so then, you know, that leads to believe. It led me to what do we do when we see, you know, maybe the Catholic Church or other places that are you hear doing exorcisms, right? And by the way, there are certainly Catholics that are saved. Regardless of whether the Catholic theology is, in my opinion, in the opinion of many, biblical, certainly there are people in the church, that place who put their faith in Jesus, regardless of whether their teachings are, right, you know? Yeah, absolutely. But what do we do with that then hmm. on all these rituals? Well, you know, and I've thought this before. It brings up a good point. If you want to inflate someone's ego, you're the enemy. Wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? You know, masquerade as an agent of light. It says, um, and remember, they accused Jesus of casting out demons because he what, had a demon. Remember that? Oh, yeah. Sort of the same kind of concept, that sometimes maybe the reason that these demonic activities leaves with all these other pagan rituals and other rituals is because it just strengthens the idea that it's in the human, not in God. You yep. know what I'm saying? Yeah. That there's some sort of special power. So anyway, it was just interesting that you sent that hmm. to me today. Mm-hmm. Creepy stuff, man. I try not to focus on that stuff. I'm aware of it, you know, but there's no... I have no power without Christ. You know, Christ has the power. Yeah, man. And um, one thing I do know is that if you are in Christ, that you are protected from from that, right? You know, and oppression and stuff I think is opened up. Oppression is different than possession, right? Oppression is you know, the thoughts that can come, and, and you can't force you to do things. But you know, certainly when we dabble in sin, 
it opens the door to those types of things. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. To 100%. to to those that negative thoughts and that kind of oppression. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does make sense. Just yeah. very interesting. And and again, we could do a whole episode on this. So guys, listen, I'm not doing a deep theological study on this. It's just interesting because this is very big on social media. Oh, yeah. The fact that you sent this to me and like when you see that stuff, it's certainly uncomfortable. You know, oh, yeah. the first thing you think is, yeah, certainly she could have been coached. It's possible. Eleven year olds, possible. Sure. But it certainly looks real. And if it's real, and this guy's theology, by the way, I looked him up. You know, he claims that Jesus came to him when he's six and told him he's a prophet and all these kinds of things. Um, mm. So it's just, you know, you're always, you're leery. I'm never going to, I don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, yeah. I, I don't know enough about the guy's theology. But, uh, well, I mean, he did say Jesus' name, of course, those kinds of things. But, man, I'll tell you what. It's just interesting, you know. Oh, absolutely. And it made me think about, like you said, you know, you have to be, you know, you don't want to make that a focus. I know for me, that stuff's always intrigued me. But you got to be aware, too. Exactly. That it's real. You got to be aware of it, but you can't. And that we need Christ, and we need the form of God. Ephesians 6. Sorry. I'm definitely interested in seeing this video, you know. It's it's been an interesting thing that I've noticed recently. It seems like Greg Locke, another guy that does this sort of thing, uh, isn't the only one. It Mm. wasn't him. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It, it seems like out there right now there's been a resurgence of a deliverance ministry. And I, I think, agree with that. I think that this resurgence of a deliverance ministry could, I mean, again, it's a deep, deep thing to go into, but I do find that very odd, and I do find that very interesting because you have one side of the camp that's gotten very, very loud recently, and the I, I, I agree with Todd. I think there's two sides. I think there's one side that, hates on the other side saying oh you all you do is focus on this oh this isn't you shouldn't even let's pretend it's not real and the other side goes you're gonna you're Mm -hmm. if you're not thinking about this you you're never gonna be able to da 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 and they're coming at each other i think that's very very true and i think uh it has to be somewhere in the middle i I think even focusing on either side is really wrong but it is very odd that there has been a huge resurgence. I do, I do say huge in America of a deliverance ministry, but I don't even think it's in America anymore. It's, it's the, I world. know our missionary, our missionaries being sent. I, this is the only video I've seen. I've seen this over the last year a lot, um, where there's been, we've been sending a lot of. There's been a deliverance ministry in our ministry m- missionaries that we're sending overseas has even increased drastically, which is also interesting. It really is, man. So I, I, um, I'm a little leery. It's funny. I don't know if you heard me the other day listening to a guy who was talking mm-hmm. about this. And I'd seen this guy before, and I'm not going to – I don't want to say his name um, for both reasons. One, because I don't know enough about him to give him – to push people to this guy. Yeah. But he seems to walk around, and his whole thing is about doing these kind of deliverances and casting demons and kind of things out. Deliverance ministry. Mm-hmm. And uh, we've talked about that before, deliverance ministry, the idea of Yes, that, we have. With Greg Locke. But I'm always a little leery when I see someone who's become a huge social media presence that is that their channel is centered around that completely. Yep. And the reason, and again, I'm, but again, I, I said leery because I'm not going to sit here and I don't know the guy's heart. Exactly. Right? But at the end of the day, views are views, right? And yep, 100%. Whether Christian or not, people are drawn to that stuff. They want to see that stuff. Oh, yeah, because it's, 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 it's intriguing. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's very, like, mysterious. And, uh, you know, a lot of those, you know, I don't know, it's just interesting. And, I, you know, I, I do know that we shouldn't be obsessed with it, but I do want to read Ephesians 6 just because I think it's interesting. You know, we should know that. So one specific section where it does talk about this 
is uh, starting in verse 10, the Apostle Paul says, Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic forces over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Therefore, so we're in this, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand firm. Stand therefore having fastened on the belt of truth and having put on the breastplate of righteousness. And as shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace. In all circumstances, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. What's the weapon? It's God's truth. It's good. That's our weapon. Praying at all times in the spirit with all prayer and supplication. In, to that end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication prayer again for all the saints and also for me, that words may be given to me and open my mouth boldly to proclaim the mystery of the gospel for which I'm an ambassador in chains, that I may declare it boldly as I ought to speak. Now, I think that's interesting too because, you know, he's talking about this, this kind of spirit, this evil, right? It, he ends it with, the implication is it's certainly going to be against the gospel, mm, right? Yeah. Because the gospel is freedom. The gospel is life. That's the only thing that's power. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. And, and, I, and it's something for us to remember regardless is no man, no man is behind these kinds of powers. It is God. God is sovereign. We, we see in Scripture that even Michael the archangel would not contend with the enemy one-on-one, but instead relied on, the, on God and his might. Man. You know, so it's just an interesting thing, so... You know, don't be too obsessed about it, but just the, the big focus is if you want a protection, you want to be... You know, nervous about those things. If you're in the Holy Spirit, you don't need to be scared of those things. It's good, man. And um, fear is, a, is the ultimate weapon. Yes. You know, of, of the world and of the enemy because once we start fear, you know, fear is the, is the opposite of faith, right? And it weakens our faith. Mm-hmm. That's really anyway, I like that. Fear is the opposite of faith. It's really yeah, good. It's, it's just interesting. Oh, it's awesome, I rambled dude. there for a while. I, I just love it. wanted you to know that I did watch that fun turn. It's very interesting. Oh, we'll talk more off camera about it. Very but, interesting. Um, Anyway. I've seen more than that, too, so I've seen a ton of those things. Yeah, me too. Me too. The first thing I did after I watched it was go look that guy up. That's so right. I don't know enough yet about theology. I'm a little leery. Um, you know. we got to remember to base everything on the Bible. You know, what does the Bible say? It's good, man. Good. Even if something sounds good, if it's not biblical, that's right. then you know, that's, that's our foundation is the Word of God. Anyway. I love it, man. I thought that was... First off, I wish I would have watched the video because I'm... Oh, you will. Oh, yeah. I'm excited to watch oh, it, but, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm, I'm the kind of guy who can get really sucked into that stuff, so I got to be yeah, careful. Yeah, you, you do got to be careful. Yeah, so... But I'm excited to watch it, and I appreciate all the insight because, I mean, I think it's really good stuff. I hope everyone was listening because it's yeah. good stuff, man. I get nervous talking about it. I don't like it. It, it, it is nerve-wracking. <laughs> I try not to mess with that stuff, man. Any more than you have to. Anyway, <clears throat> anything else you guys interesting you're seeing in life? No, no, not really. So, man. Not really. I, I, so. I, I will say this. Actually, this may be encouraging. Uh, because I manage the TikTok, I have to be on there and I have to interact with other Christian creators and things like that. So I have to keep a finger on the pulse because that helps yeah. increase our views. TikTok likes interaction between creators. They like an account that likes people. Anyways, mm-hmm. I have to go around and I go on Christian TikTok. That's our, uh, the big thing that a bunch of creators are taking up and things like that. So, going around that, there has been a very interesting resurgence, well, not resurgence, but an interesting 
it goes directly against cancel culture. There, oh, there's really? a large, there's still, obviously, there's still the cancel culture people out there, but there's a large amount of people that are coming together now and going, hey, 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 wait a second, everybody. We can't just hate on everybody. Or there's a big thing, there's like sins that have been normalized. Mm. And one of them is not forgiving others. And the stuff that we talk about, uh, not, not to really gloat, but that we talk about here, or that we've talked about on the show before, uh, there's a lot of people that are starting to think, which is this is also what we've been told. In culture right now, it's swinging the other way. So in Christian culture, is no different. Christian culture has now started to swing the other way where it's been more of canceling and things like that. There is now this group has not only either changed their ways or starting to swing back. And they're going, wait a second, the Bible says this very clearly. <clears throat> and that's very interesting to see overall. There's a lot of that starting to come out. And it's, it's not cool. necessarily preachers. Uh-huh. Coming out and saying it. It's actual Christians that are willing to say these things and willing to go out and actually speak about the Bible. Well, the cancel culture is directly opposed. You know, the Bible and the idea of grace and redemption and forgiveness mm-hmm. is is the opposite of cancel culture. Cancel oh, yeah. culture's message is you're irredeemable um, and you deserve to die, right? And since we can't just execute you, we will remove you as though you never existed. Yep. Um, and I don't believe that's the heart of God. Not at and, all. And uh, we've got to fit, man. At least. So that's cool to hear. That is encouraging to hear. It really is. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's super awesome. It's super awesome to see, too. Because <clears throat> sometimes it's really uh, sad to go look out there and be like, okay, well, this is this sucks. Yeah, there's a lot of, you know, that's a really good point, man. There's a lot of positivity out there. There's a lot of cool things happening. I just read um, so kind of, some kind of neat. I'm talk about pause. I'm glad you said that. Have you guys heard what Tim Tebow does with his Heisman? Hmm. So Tim Tebow. Tim Tebow. Tim Tebow. Tim Tebow. Every year auctions off his Heisman. But here's what it is. I can. He auctions off the right to keep his Heisman for a year. Huh. For a full year. So right now, weirdly enough, Luke Bryan, the country singer, has his Heisman. He has raised over a million dollars for charity just through this this thing. Just so people can have his Heisman Trophy for a year. That's so well, cool, not dude. for that. I mean, he does that. Yeah. So, but like, gives that money. Like, what a creative way to just yes. bless people. What a, yeah, sorry. I said to that use, weird. To use your fame, right? To, yes. Like, to, like, using that to benefit other so people. So cool, man. Yeah. I love that. I also heard about, you know, I, I, I'm not, hear me. I'm not giving my uh, seal of approval to this guy, but I thought it was cool. Because I highly doubt he's a believer. But Mr. Beast, I know. Clint knows about him a lot. Yeah. I heard today, I wish I wrote down the statistics of how much that dude gives away. And he feeds people, man. Thousands and thousands of people. He takes this money, and he brings in a lot of money, but he puts a ton of money out. And opens up food banks and gives food away to people. He does the Thanksgiving thing every year. It doesn't seem to get a ton of publicity where he hands out turkeys. You know, like, this guy just is is a philanthropist, and that's pretty neat, man. Wow. Oh. Dude, the food bank thing, uh, I knew he did it, but then he got really big because eventually he did a video with a food bank, and it was to do like a, a challenge or something, to bring in more money for him, obviously, but also to turn it around, and it sparked him doing even more of that stuff. And he puts out so much money. He, he doesn't talk about it openly as mm-hmm. much as what people have put it together over time. But one of the things he said is he's like, one of the biggest things about why he does this is one he wants to help people out he has all this money and he doesn't need it he doesn't live like he has 
nice things, but ironically, the guy doesn't live a super lavish lifestyle. He just has a two-story regular home. Makes sense then why he can do just, the things he does. He's just this guy. And the cool thing about him is one time he said this, he's like, look, I'm going to keep giving away money. I'm going to keep doing all this stuff, and I'm hoping that it's treating, it's going to be treated in a certain way by the IRS. Because if it isn't, I'm going to have to figure out a way to pay back all this all the taxes on it because I'm not going to put that on those people. So even all the money he gave away, that was a real concern about a year ago. When he came out and said it, he's like, look, I'll figure out a way to do it. But I'm really hoping it gets treated like a charitable donation because otherwise that's going to be an astronomical amount of money. But, yeah, he this guy, has he, he thinks about things. He tries to help people as best he can. He's done a lot of crazy things with even subscribers. Or he's found out stories about certain subscribers and then flown them out over other yeah. people that he had and, like, he's done crazy things. Yeah, and helps them. It's pretty cool, man. Yeah, it really is. Hmm. You should talk to him about getting a... We should talk about him about maybe, maybe helping us with that. Hey, man, get a hold of him. Yeah, man. He put... That's another weird thing. Well, insane thing. He put his number out there. I don't know if I still have it, but he put a number out there for you to literally call him and, like, he may be able to, like, send you out for a video or things like that. Like, he, he's... This guy's insane. Pretty cool, you know, and I'm sure some of it drives more views and stuff. But regardless, oh, yeah. people are getting fed, and I think that's really cool. Oh, what a beautiful thing, man! Anyway, you ready? The guys, doing church more than a lot of churches. Mic drop. <laughs> Mic drop. All right, I'm ready. <clears throat> Number one, if you had to choose, oh, here's some anonymous questions from all of you amazing people. If you had a choice to get your inheritance from your parents now or after they passed away, what would you choose and why? I think I would choose to just have it till after they passed. Um, it seems like an honor thing, I guess. I don't know. In case they needed it. Yeah, makes yeah, sense. That, that's, that's what I got for that. You're up. Uh, you guys talked about the seven-minute dream thing last week. Do you think an unbeliever can be prayed over and, quote, helped to ask God into their hearts? What are your thoughts on that? Because I know Scripture says if you confess with your lips, I'm guessing that means verbally speaking, just something I've been thinking about. Because I know my mom was a believer, but we did this for her when she unexpectedly, unexpectedly passed away. And don't worry about my situation. Speak freely and unapologetically. So the question is, my guess is someone who's unconscious, right, Can, mm. or, or is unable to speak. Can you pray for them? Yeah. Here's the beautiful thing. You know, when it says confess with your lips, if you have the ability... Now, if you have the ability to speak, I do think it's important that you're willing to say it, right? That there's no embarrassment to say it. But God is God. He knows the heart, right? It's, That's he right. He judges the heart. If someone is cognizant enough to hear and they make that decision in their heart, right, even if they can't speak, I fully believe and have no reason to doubt that, and they meant it, that God is going to receive them, right? That he's going Absolutely. to accept and forgive them. Now, if you're saying, can you pray... For someone who can't make that decision themselves. And again, we don't know how much people can hear when they're in comas and stuff. We can say all we want. We really don't know. No. So I think it's a beautiful thing to pray, you know, and to talk to that person. Because why not take every chance you can That's beautiful. to get them to hear the gospel, right? Even if it's the smallest thing. Yeah. That but shows the heart for God. can you pray for someone that is unwilling in their heart? No. You know, you can't make that decision for them. Because the power is not in the prayer. The power is what the prayer is saying. It is is signifying in your own heart that uh, I repent, yep. I turn away from my sinful ways, you know, I admit them and turn away from them, and I accept you, Lord Jesus, as my yep. Lord and Savior. Your prayer cannot do that for somebody else. Yeah. But in the case of, like, but but you could, but speaking that with them and praying with them, you know, and, and praying for them as their lips and hoping that they're making that choice, absolutely, man. Which is cool. But for all those out there, 
On the other side, oh, I'll just wait till that happens. We don't know if that's pot. You know, you don't know what your situation is going to be. Mm-hmm. Don't wait. Tomorrow's not promised. All right. <clears throat> Did you, uh, have you taken a look at this article? Because otherwise it's going to be difficult for us to answer. No. Nope, I didn't take a look at it. Mm-mm. I'll pull it. I'll pull it. Oh, you, did you yeah, put it in here? I put oh, it on okay, there. Okay, cool. So what are your thoughts on this the article? The very first one. The, uh, well done, fun turn. So the headline is, Christians can make up less than half of Americans in 50 years report fines. So Christians could make up less than half the United States population by 2070. If recent religious trends continue, according to a new report published Tuesday, in the report, the Pew Research Center, which is a legitimate, I've used it, it's a, I mean, they're real, like they, statistically. Uh, the Pew Research Center modeled several hypo- hypothetical excuse me, scenarios describing how religion in the U.S. might change over the next 50 years. Based on Pew's findings, if religious switching continues at recent rates, excuse me, Christians could de- decrease from making up 64% of the current population. P.S., that's just who says they are. Yep, yep. To somewhere between 35 to 54% by 2070. Over that same period, Pew estimates people who are religiously unaffiliated would rise from the current 30% to somewhere between 34 to 50% of the U.S. population. As of 2020, Christians made up 64% of Americans, including children, religiously unaffiliated people make up, made up 30%. And adherents of all other religions, including Jews, Muslims, Hindus, and Buddhists, made up 6%. Wow. 30% is the second biggest. Dang. Essentially having no religious at all. Uh, Pew said the research is based on patterns observed over recent decades through 2019. Data shows that 31% of people who are raised Christian become unaffiliated between ages 15 and 29 and an additional 7% become unaffiliated after age 30. Hmm. Pew said the ages of 15 to 29 is the tumultuous period in which religious switching is concentrated. Uh, they did emphasize the findings just possibilities based on recent trends and not meant to be a prediction of what will happen for certain. Right. I would say, <coughs> I would Sorry, say it's alarming. Oh, yeah. You know, not surprising. It, yeah, not surprising, also alarming in that, you know, when Jesus talked about the path being narrow, you know, like you said, the, the current percentage is 64%. That's just people who say they're Christians. The percentage is probably much lower than that who actually truly follow Jesus. And so for the number to drop from 64 to the possibility of 34 to 52, to me that shows just how narrow the path is even is even more. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, it's scary, man, you know. I think for a long time, people in America have thought that faith, excuse me, uh, faith was going to be something that was, you know, just something you could do on a Sunday and it'd be easy. And I think that as time goes on, you know, especially in times like today, it's become a lot more uh, real in the sense of hostility. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah, and just kind of a war on Christ particularly. Yes. So I think that that's going to really show who the true followers of Christ really are, you know, as time goes on. So it's good, man. Yeah, it's scary. It really is scary. Yeah, but not surprising. Also, I think it's important to recognize that youth. You know, we've got to get. You know, if you're a Christian out there, don't take it for granted when it says one almost a third of people raised in a Christian home, you know, walk away from the faith, mm-hmm. or in our we know never accept it. Right. Um, you know, and maybe there's that assumption because. You take your kids to church that they know the gospel. You can't assume that. you got to have that conversation and what it really means. And don't just assume that them going to church is going to get them to understand that. You know, because church could just become a normal part of their life where they're not really hearing the, the gospel. Good, and your, your salvation doesn't guarantee theirs. Man, it's you know true. What I mean? So, good stuff. 
Hmm. I mean, not good stuff, but it's good to be aware of it. Absolutely. Next question. In 1 Thessalonians 4, 11, 18, I started to get confused when Paul's writing about the dead will rise first. Uh, that's verse 16. Then the people still alive will be, able, will be taken after into the cloud to meet the Lord. Is there a time in between life and death that we, are, we aren't with Jesus in heaven, but it will feel almost instant, kind of like sleeping and waking up uh, after so much time has passed? It's a great question, uh, and I know some people believe in this idea of soul sleep, which is really what you just described, and yeah. biblically, no. So what am I basing that on? A couple things, and I'll explain this, this section of Scripture to you what it means. So I can give you one section, okay? Just one. There's more. So Jesus on the cross, when the thief on the cross says to Jesus, remember me in your kingdom, Jesus says, don't worry, for today you will be with me in paradise. Whew. Meaning, there's a promise there. When you die, you are going to be with me. You will be in paradise. You're going to go, you know, to your, your eternal reward, right? In, the, in Luke, I believe chapter 16, mm-hmm. or maybe it's 6. 16, 16, yeah, poor, couldn't remember. So in Luke chapter 16, we get the parable. Jesus tells this kind of story about La- the rich man and Lazarus. When the rich man dies, it says he was in a place of torment. So, right, what that tells us is in that moment when you die, your soul, what do you call it, right, goes to one of two places, either to paradise mm-hmm. or to torment, you know, for our purposes, heaven or hell. Now, that's not the final judgment. Now, what, that te- what we know, and we can know this from First. Corinthians 15, 50 uh, through 54, which I pulled up right before so that we would know that. And also this section, both tell us why. So, 1 Corinthians 15 through 54. I tell you this, brothers, flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, nor does the perishable inherit the imperishable. Behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed in a moment in the twinkling of an eye at the last trumpet. For the trumpet will sound, and the dead will be raised imperishably, and we shall be changed. For this perishable body... Must, be, must put on the imperishable. And this mortal body must, must put on immortality. When the perishable puts on the imperishable and the mortal puts on immortality, then shall come to pass the saying that, you know, death is defeated. Hmm. What that means is, so we go there, right? In the final judgment, we will be reunited. Our, our bodies, what it's describing here in First Thessalonians, uh, which I guess I could read that too. Okay. That section so people know what they're talking about. Um, this is a very interesting concept that people have, like, thought about. Um, very interesting. All right. For we do not want you to be uninformed, brothers, about those who are asleep. He means dead. But that you may not grieve as others who have no hope. For since we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so, through Jesus, God will bring with him those who have fallen asleep. For this we declare to you by a word from the Lord, that we who are alive, who are left until the coming of the Lord, will not precede those who have fallen asleep. So that means we will not go first. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a cry of command, with the voice of an archangel, and with the sound of the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive will be le- who are left will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and, we- and so we will always be with the Lord. So what happens is our bodies will be reunited, our bodies that will be transformed and glorified, perfected, and then that soul will be reunited to that, and we're, we are, you're going to actually have a new body. It's wild, Does that make dude. sense? It's crazy. So those that um, were in this other, this place of torment, right, this hell for our purposes, will also be have a final judgment before the throne in which they'll be thrown into the lake of fire, which will be, you know, eventually the destruction for all eternity. Yeah, Make sense? absolutely. I'm giving that very short. No, so it's, it's good. So what is it saying? It's referring to the fact that, no, we will, we, you instantaneously go one or the other. If you have, you put your faith in Christ, you go to be with Christ, with God until the 
final judgment, and you're still going to be with him, but then you'll be, your body will be raised and glorified, and you'll be reunited. Now, you'll have a physical body. That's crazy, dude. If you don't know the Lord, you go to a place of torment, eternity, torment, right? Hell. Um, in fact, Lazarus tells us, or not Lazarus, I'm sorry, the rich man in that, in that parable with Lazarus says, um, help me for, for this, uh, paraphrasing, for this fire, I am in agony in this fire. Man. Um, and there's no way to be helped in that moment. And you're just waiting for, you're in punishment until the final judgment and the final lake of fire, as it's called. Man. So, yeah, either way it happens, this life matters. And once it's done, it's done. The decision's made. So you'll be reuniting glorified. That's what Thessalonians is describing there. Does that make sense? Did oh, I make yeah. that clear? It definitely makes sense. All righty. All right. Uh, AJ, here we go. How is AJ's month of madness going? Uh, well, give it, got 153 bucks so far, <laughs> like I mentioned at the beginning. Yep, um, awesome. So just need the donations to keep on coming in. I know we're going to do some more advertising for it. Um, so keep it up, guys. Um, it is exciting just because I know, like, you know, we – We've wanted to try to improve quality for so long, so this is such a cool opportunity to do that. And uh, if you guys enjoy torturing me uh, with crazy hair and crazy, you know, goatees and whatnot, then donate because this is exactly what it's for. Boom. Mic drop. <laughs> so Thanks for asking. Yeah, thank you so much. Appreciate it. Um, let's see. It says, next question. It says, I know you guys have spoken about this already, but I cannot find the episode. Could you help me figure out what the difference is between being confident and being arrogant? I put it this way. Confidence, this is simple for me, like the most simple way. Confidence is the belief that you're as good as anyone. Arrogance is the belief that you're better than people, better than everyone. Ooh, that's good, man. So, um, you know, confidence is the inherent trust and belief and in and, and your intrinsic value that you have something to bring to the table. Arrogance is like an exaggerated value in yourself that you use to feel superior to other people. Mm. That makes sense. Oh, absolutely. That's good. Fun turn. Is that clear? You think? That's really good. So that's 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 a view of it. And sometimes people will in this world, typically arrogant people, are going to try to make you feel like you're being arrogant if you're confident. That's so good. they'll tell you the only choice is to hate yourself or be arrogant, and that's not true. It's good. Know, confidence in the Lord's a real thing too. Hmm. All right. I think you're up again. Strangely. Yeah. Well, I guess I could ask you if you don't know the answer. Does the Bible tell us how old the earth is? I have no idea. I know that, you know, in Genesis, it talks about, you know, God making mm-hmm. the earth, but I don't know if it actually has a number or if it actually has, like, a time frame. No idea. Great question. Really, it comes down to this creationist. There's Christians who are believing, like, an old earth and new, new earth. New earth is, if you, if you believe Genesis is literal and you count the years out, um, it comes out to the earth is about 6,000 years old. Okay. Um, old earth you know, who believe in kind of the carbon dating, they still deny evolution and stuff, right? Good Darwinism evolution. Like one thing becomes another. Fish becomes man, you know, yeah. monkey becomes man. But they would say, based on the carbon dating, that, that when God says, you know, tw- one day, that that could actually be thousands of years, that his day is longer than what our day is, right? That that's figurative. Yeah. So it depends on which view you take of that section. That's wild. It's so, wild to think about. Um, the Bible, it, literally, it would come out to about 6,000 years. Hmm. 6,000. Wow. Um, oh, it's my turn, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. It says, uh, this is number 16, 23 through 33. Talks about earth swallowing up these people who came up against Moses and Aaron. Uh, and then it says, 
One, is Sheol hell? And then two, I've never read the whole Bible yet, so I'm starting. Do you think when people rise up against God's chosen people and, quote, leaders, that stuff can still happen like this as far as being reprimanded until they repent? Can you look up uh, Numbers, that, that section? Yeah, <clears throat> Numbers 16. Because I want to make sure I understand what it's implying. I'm trying to, my phone is, always can be. Yep, let me get here to Numbers. Let's see. Numbers 23. Numbers 23. I mean, oops, number 16. Gosh darn it. Here we go. Number 16, 23 through 33. All right. Yep. Numbers 23 through 33. Oh, you could have read it. Sorry. Oh, my bad. <laughs> uh, 22 and 20, 23 through 33? Yep. <clears throat> um... I just want to see if it mentions Sheol in there. Uh, Partly in the wicked men, we swept away, so they're blowing and they swept together most of Hebrew. The Lord has sent me to do this, this is done, but the Lord brings something new. Oh, and they go down alive in Sheol that they should know all these men who despise the Lord. Okay. <clears throat> yes, so essentially, if you look at it, Sheol is mentioned in the Old Testament, right? It's a Hebrew word and sort of means the, the, the land of the dead or the dwelling place of the dead. And <clears throat> the synonym essentially in the New Testament is sort of Hades, and then hell comes from that that same concept. Yeah. So essentially what Sheol would be, we actually just talked about this, is hell, but it's not the final hell that comes after the judgment, which is the lake of fire, right? So it's the torment people go to. For our purposes, it's hell. Right. right? And then there's, after the final judgment, the lake of fire, the final hell, the destruction comes after. Whew, that's so, that's terrible. So yes. Ugh, scary. Yes. Um, and then number two, did you read that second part? Yes. I've never read I've Chosen People. Um, I've read, never, so I'm starting, do you think that when people rise up, that stuff, um, <laughs> this is what I think. God is God and he can do what he wants. Oh, yeah. And whether or not he picks up the earth to swallow it, I, I don't know about that. He certainly could. Um, I know this, I, whether it's now or in the judgment, I don't want to be one of the people who is condemning one of God's people. No. So either way, it's not good. And I, um, and I, I think that, that we need to, and, and the Bible talks about even in the New Testament, it's part of why, like, do not bring an accusation against an elder unless there's two or three witnesses. Partially because everybody would try to make stuff up against them all the time. And secondly, because it's a serious thing. Very serious. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I know it's not good. You know? No. Nope. I don't think it's good. And that there will be... How do I put this? There will be justice for that, for those against those people. That's right, man. Way. One way or the other, there'll be justice. It's God's you... role, man. It's one of his roles is justice. All right. What does it mean to fast? Should we have a reason to do it? Got uh, into the situation. So fasting, um, I feel like there's a couple ways people go about fasting. One is, you know, like I know a lot of people when they tend to think of fasting, think of like not eating. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I know people also think of like, this is just an example, but like uh, taking a fast from social media. That's another example. Uh, so you're not on it at all for a certain amount of time. Um, and should you have a reason to do it? I think so. I think that uh, if you're doing it for no reason, I don't really understand why you're doing it in the first place. Um, so if you're not doing it for a reason? Like, if there is no reason, then why do it? Is kind of my, my like, thought on that. So uh, is I would imagine you're going to have a reason to do it anyway, just because especially if you're doing the one where you're not eating, that's yeah. usually for a very specific purpose. And I know a lot of the time it can be spiritual. Sure. Like it's for spiritual purposes to be closer with God. That is um, the, re- in the main purpose in Scripture. You're right. So, um, yeah, definitely should have a reason. If you're doing it for no reason, then I don't even understand why you're fasting. Yeah. 
Exactly. Fasting should be done. It really is just a way for us to focus on God. Because, you know, in the place of that, it's kind of letting God know that, and ourselves know that we're serious about our relationship with Him. So you got to think of it in those moments of extreme hunger and stuff, or let's say, for instance, you, your hunger, you know, we're focusing on God during that time. And um, it's not a way to, like, punish yourself to get God to do what you want. It's not a way to bribe God. It's a way, you know, I, I've heard it said before, and I really like this, that fasting it doesn't change God, it changes you. So that's really good. I didn't, man. I didn't coin that. I, I read it somewhere. So yeah, I love that. Um, I just think that's the point of it, right? It helps us to focus mm. it, for a time. And like you said, it's a good point. It doesn't always have to be food. You're taking your focus off of one thing and putting it on God. Yes, sir. That's a great question. I love that. Um, how do you think God calls people to a role, whether that's leadership or picking up trash? Goodness, that's a good question. <laughs> yeah, um, I was kind of like, I don't know. <laughs> I think the question is kind of broad. But I think that, um, I've always liked that saying, because I think there's some truth to it, you know, where, where our passions intersect with the world's needs. Um, sometimes I think we do as Christians, so let me flip this, we focus so much on a specific role that we ignore the roles that all Christians are called to do. Ooh, that's we are good, all man. called to love. We are all called to serve. We are all called to take care of the, the widows and the orphans to, you know, touch the untouchable, to love the unlovable, to feed the, the hungry, you know, to bring light to a dark world, all these things. So they're, you, you know, to, to preach the gospel as we go everywhere, to make new disciples. Everyone is commanded to do that. Man, dude. Um, yes. So when it, as related to that, you have an incredibly important mission already. So, for instance, picking up trash or leading, you know, what, what do you mean by that? I think serving is always a beautiful thing. So, so for picking up trash, it's funny you say that. Sometimes I will do that in public because I feel a pregnant spirit of pick it up and I don't want to. And then I'm like, well, why don't I want to? And I'm like, you know what? This is a way for me to serve others with no one looking. Yes. So like yes. the Holy Spirit's real. It guides us when it puts a thought or something in our mind. If it's really from God, one, test it against the Bible. If it doesn't contradict the Bible, then keep investigating, keep pursuing it. And if God wants you to do it, those doors are going to open. Does that Dude, help at all, you think? 100%, man. Yeah. Yes. It's like it's like being on that path that once, you're, once you are... Once you're faithful to doing what you just said, mm-hmm. that's when some roles, more roles get revealed. That's good. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. So hopefully that helps. If not, give us a very specific uh, yeah. question, and we would love to go in more in depth. Absolutely. <clears throat> um, what does it mean to submit to my husband? Is, is it different than respecting him? I think that yeah. submitting to your husband is a part of respecting him. That's um, good. So when you respect your husband, you're going to submit to him. And that means that when it, when it comes down to it and you guys are both trying to go in different directions, you have to follow him. You have to. Um, you know, again, that doesn't mean that you have to sit there and get beat. You know, I think a lot of the time that's where people tend to go with that. Like they think that they can't get out of like a, you know, like they, like they can't, they have to just like sit in misery as far as like getting beat or something. But like, we're talking about like you know if you guys are in a disagreement about something, you know you know I can't think of anything specific right now, but you know if you're in a disagreement with something and you and your husband are trying to go in different directions, you need to submit to him and and, and follow his leadership, um, and that's that's your that's a sacrifice to God that's you being faithful. That's good, man. And submission is a dirty word in our culture, mm-hmm. <clears throat> but loving Christ, loving your wife like Christ loves the church was radically countercultural to the time in which Jesus was alive. So that would have been crazy to people, right? You know, um, especially the idea that you were to treat women with respect and all that's crazy. Well, now it's crazy cult- 
countercultural to tell a woman she's to submit to her husband. And, um, you know, I, I bring it up a lot probably to ruffle feathers because I want people to understand the call. Oh, yeah. You know, the Bible says a man, a husband is to love his wife, right, um, as Christ loves the church and to sacrifice himself for her. That's a, that's a big call. Yes. Uh, and a woman is to submit as unto Christ. That's also a big call. So if Jesus were in the room talking to you, giving direction, leadership, it came down to it, you're right, and he would treat people with respect. He did. But if Jesus said, hey, we need to do this, would you try to find a loophole out of doing that? Hmm. Would you try to say, well, I'm going to respect you, Jesus, but I'm not going to submit to you because those are different? We can't hide from the uncomfortable parts of the Bible. And hmm. God sets marriage up as a beautiful picture <clears throat> to show the world what it partially what his relationship is like with us in the church absolutely man so if both people are doing their parts right right i'm loving my wife as christ loves the church right love is patient love is kind love keeps no record of wrong all those beautiful things and my and the wife is submitting as unto christ like there's not going to be those issues they're going to work together and they're going to all they're going to be heading in the same direction oh yeah but but make no mistake at the end of the day when it comes down to it the husband is called to be the leader of the home. Here's something important. It has nothing to do with the husband's um, capability or his worthiness. It has to do with what you said. It's not about, at the end of the day, it's not about your heart to submit to your husband. It's about your submission to Christ yes. and, his, and your trust that even if for some reason your husband isn't leading properly, that, that he's got you. That's right. And man. that's hard, man. And, that's and I right. think it's good that you said that. <clears throat> That does not condone sin, and if your husband's sinning, then you need to do what Scripture says. Yes. Tell him that, you know, talk to him, and then take another person and all those things. But at the end of the day, too many times we want to soften that word. It's true. Submission is submission, and it does mean that if there's a disagreement and it's left or right, and you're both going opposite ways, that the one that, that needs to submit in that case and, and willingly submit, right, just like Jesus did to the cross, no one takes my life from me, but I lay it down, he said. Yep. The husband for lack of a better word, I'm going to say it even, wins in that case, right? Why? Yes. It keeps peace in order, too. Yes, it does. So I hope That's good, uh, man. Great question, and, and it's, I get it. It's tough, but let me tell you something. I don't, you think I, I want to love my wife as Christ loves the church? You think that's going to be easy? It's not. To sacrifice? Nope. So, you know, that, I think for a long time, men in, in the church throughout history kind of used that and abused women through it, right, for lack of a better word, spiritually and otherwise. And so then there was kind of this pushback against it to where now we don't even want to talk about submission because we think that there's only two things. Either a woman is literally abused, right? For and we've, we, have, we have diluted that word so much now and say everything's abuse when, when it, we shouldn't because there are people it's that are true, really abused. But we say, so then we've gone, well, the submission is, is synonymous with abuse. That's not true, okay? Mm -hmm. <laughs> he goes, behind you? you? Welcome to Real Talk. Welcome to Real Talk. You know I'm blaming you, right? I understand. Yeah. It's his thing. Anyway. Mm-hmm. So. Enjoy the beach. <laughs> right, that's it. You got anything you want to say? Um, just, think, just thank you guys so much for watching. You know, what a, <laughs> it's been a fun, it has been a fun episode. I know it's been a little crazy, but I hope you guys <laughs> stuck around for some truth because there's some good truth in this episode. Great questions, man. Absolutely. You guys are killing it with the questions. Keep them coming. Um, other than that, I just love you guys so much, and I hope you guys have a great day. Thank you for listening. Fun turn one. Is this ever going to come back up? It's on the way. It's on the way. <laughs> it's on the way, he says. Anything you want to say? Technical difficulties.
are terrible. That's not what it was. <laughs> that was human error. 1,000% human yeah. error. Jesus, <laughs> human error. Anyway, That's Funtoon, you got, got anything to say? That's all I got. <laughs> no spiel about the, the, the giving nah. us a review? Nah. Right. I mean, I can. I mean, it's your I thing. Mean, yeah. All right. If you, one, if you got <laughs> nothing nice to say and you didn't like us, I'm going down the line. We're happy that you were here. We're glad that you, you stopped in and you gave us a try, but goodbye. Don't leave any bad reviews. But if you want to leave a really good review, actually, we ask you to, because if you love this, if you stopped in and you found that this was fantastic, mm-hmm. then leave us a good review. You don't even have to write out anything crazy. You can write out your favorite Gatorade. <laughs> I don't know. Your favorite, your favorite cologne. I don't know. Maybe you want to put favorite that down. Cologne. Maybe your favorite sandwich. We've done that before. What type of chips do you like? You put down something like that. Or you can write us a very heartfelt review. We need those to keep going. We really, we really do. We need just that happiness at times. But otherwise, we hope you had an amazing show. And again, if you don't got nothing nice to say, don't leave a review. You can just go on down the line. Goodbye. It was nice meeting you. Quick side note. You can review on, uh, you can give us a podcast review on Spotify now. It's officially on there. Well, that's big. So if you're listening to this, we need yep. you to get on Spotify. Hit us up with some reviews because we need those reviews so people will listen. That's so right. Go give us a review right now. I bet you haven't done it because you didn't even know you could do it. So I haven't done it myself. So go check it out and give it a look-see. Other than that, listen, guys, we love you so much. Thank you for the amazing questions today. Thank you for the honor of being able to be in your ears and or eyes as you take this podcast in and whatever way you consume it. Please give us a like and a follow all those beautiful things on all of those, those platforms, as I said, because... We really do believe, despite all the silliness, that this can bless and encourage people. And the most encouraging thing of all is this. God loves you. You're never too far gone. Um, You're never too lost that he can't find you. All you need to do is turn around and ask him and uh, turn away from the things you're living in. And if you do that and and you accept him as your Lord and Savior, uh, you can be saved and and be transformed and have a new life. It's real. So please pray for us. We're praying for you. We love you so much. Have a great day, and God bless. (laughs) 